0: Here comes stuff.
1: Here comes stuff. Here comes stuff. Really like, yeah. Here comes
0: This podcast is brought to you in association with recovery. The natural choice for rugby recovery. You're sore, you're low on gas, and life has a habit of getting in the way when it comes to doing all those little extras you need to do to recover properly going into game day and your bodies in the best condition possible is the goal. Your next performance depends on it. Well, recovery has you covered. Recovery is reinventing rugby recovery. Check out their range of all natural products with prices that range from as little as £7 to be budget friendly for all shoppers. You can find them on Instagram at recovery or head to recovery.com or simply click the link in the description to take you straight to their website for an extra bonus. If you use the code GOAL in all capitals, you'll receive a brilliant 10% off discount on all of your purchases. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Goal podcast. On today's episode, we have a rugby league great. He played for the Lee Centurions and Warrington Wolves. He's represented both England and Great Britain at international level, as well as representing his country in the World Cup. It's the man himself, Chris Hill. Welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad myself, mate. Uh, glad to hear you out. and I, I'm very glad to see we could get you on the show today. Uh, so let's not waste any more time, well... um, and let's begin. So uh, first off, mate, just a quick and easy question to start things off. What have you been up to today?
1: Oh, what have I not been up to? <laughs> uh, That's probably easier. Uh, I was train this morning. Um, nice early morning and then yeah, big field session. Just finish off. We've got a couple of days off now. Um, right. So we had a decent field session and then into a, a bit of a weight session. Finished for dinner. Um, and then yeah, back um, onto me both businesses, two businesses. So mm. I was uh, yeah chasing a few people and a few calls and just the usual stuff and a few emails and, yeah, I had a meeting at two and then on to you.
0: Right, well, it sounds like a busy, uh, busy day, mate, so uh, we'll dive into the proper questions a bit more now. Uh, you've had an outstanding career, having played in Challenge Cup finals at Wembley, making your way to Old Trafford a fair few times, um, playing the grand final, as well as even representing your country uh, in the World Cup. Uh, Is there a standout moment in your career, um, or would you say they're all just one big achievement uh,
1: together in in your career in rugby league? Um, I'd say probably the biggest, um, biggest, obviously highlight of my career is probably playing for my country. Right. Uh, I'd I'd always say playing for my country is probably the highest accolade, Um, Mm. and then obviously playing for Great Britain. Um, obviously, we didn't get a win while I was on tour, but to pull that shirt on, was something special. Um, yeah. There's plenty, of, I've had plenty of achievement, plenty of good times with it, within within my career. Um, two Challenge Cups, numerous Grand Final appearances, uh, but yeah, you, you've got to say you probably you probably a memorable one is um, my debut uh, when I played for England against uh, Wales mm. back in 2012, I think. When you first pull that shirt on, it's something special. And to do it for nine consecutive years was, you know, was it was unbelievable. And um, now I'm looking forward to hopefully pulling it on again at the end of this year.
0: Yeah, hopefully, mate. That's the plan. Uh, so with pre-season training now fully kicked in uh, and match day one just around the corner, what are you and the Warrington lads doing uh, to prepare yourselves for the new season?
1: Well, the next four days, put my feet up, hopefully. Because we've got <laughs> a bit of Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's been tough. It's... I was saying to the boys the other day, it's probably, well, it is my only pre-season I've ever had at Warrington. Oh no, right. 2012, because I've never, usually when you play international, you only have two, three weeks um, mm. in between having a break from international and then getting back to the boys and then training and then getting back playing. So it's been good. I've had a, I've had a my body feels refreshed um, from not playing international end of last year, yeah. uh, which sometimes good to have a break. Um, no, I'm ready to, ready to go No, the lads are flying It's probably the best I've seen Again, because it is only my first pre-season It's probably the best I've seen uh, Our boys come back in The the nick they're in and, and the speed and the intensity we've been training That's been been unbelievable uh, mm. So no, I think, think now though Seven weeks, I think it was seven weeks Which might be our eighth okay. uh, With the season pushed back two weeks I think the boys are ready for a game now Yeah, uh, definitely Soon drags on preseason with running on muddy fields and whatnot, which we've had we've had the um, we've had the joy of, of training off 4G, which has been good down at Birchwood. Yeah. yeah. So we've been able to get some good skill in us. Um but yeah, the boys are just ready for ready for a game now. It's it's um, it's been a long preseason, but a good preseason.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so we'll go back to when you were a young lad, uh, growing up in Lee, which is practically Wigan, uh, which is uh notoriously a big rugby league uh, area. Uh, at what age would you say rugby league became a big part of your life?
1: Oh, it's always a big part. I grew, I actually grew up in Wigan. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Wigan originally. It's just everyone thinks I'm from Lee because I played for like so long. Yeah, and I actually live. Yeah. I actually live in Lee now. Okay. Um, but, but no, I grew up in Wigan, and as you know, Wigan's renowned for for rugby league. So, I um, I started playing. What was it? I've been under sevens, maybe. Because um, mm. actually, when I played. Um, when I was a younger, I asked to play a year above myself. Right. Because the only reason is because my mum took me to the wrong training session. Ah, right. Coming away, she realized it was all in a year above me at school, which she yeah. thought was a bit odd. So but I ended up sticking with that till I was, I did that till 16, under 16s. And then, then you had to, I think you have to do it now. You have to drop down to your own age, mm. under 16s. Uh, so I played at parts and then I went up to, um, my local team which was new springs which was a lot of my school friends were going to um, yeah. so we like, created a new a new club should be say? um and then from on there i went i went from i went to lee um i was i was at wigan as a lad um got told i won't be good enough and uh yeah and left all right um so like you said you joined the
0: local club new springs um you joined them around 2004 uh, from playing with this amateur club, how did you work your way up up through the ranks and gradually become such a great player as you are today?
1: Um, a lot of hard work. Mm. Um, looking on it now, a lot of hard work and I, I never give in. I, I didn't um that's probably one thing I always say. I never give in and I always went for it. I always wanted to live my dream and, and what I'm doing now and what I've done. Um, yeah. But no, it, coming up through the ranks, like I say, I was at Wigan. I got disappointment of probably 13s, 14s. Uh, Dean Bell calling me and my dad in the office, it was then, and um, telling me I wouldn't be good enough. Right. Uh, and they wouldn't me me go, uh, which was a big disappointment because a lot of my mates was at Wigan. Yeah. And obviously, when we were at school and stuff like that, as you'd know, it's hard if you're not getting picked and someone else is getting picked. There's, yeah, yeah. more so now um, around it. So it was tough. Um, but I, I dusted myself down. Uh, I'm not one for giving up. And and yeah, and, and Lee took me on. Uh, I went up to New Springs, as like I said, I formed a new team. And then um, one of the scouts at Lee just asked me down and a few of my friends as well from from New Springs went. And again, it, it took me from what, I made my debut at 17 okay, uh, when it was in the league. And it took me till 23, 23. Yeah, twenty three, twenty four. When I, when I signed for Warrington, so mm. I sort of like did my apprenticeship in in league and in championships, and and got to know my game. And I've always said I won't be the, the type of player I am now if I didn't if I wouldn't have done that. I don't think I was ready. Yeah, to be a league player um, before I left league. Um, yeah, and a, a lot of hard work. A lot of people don't. A lot is what a lot of people don't see, mm. um, and that's that's what determines me and. I used to be I used to be running Christmas Day morning, yeah. I used to Christmas Day morning New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Boxing Day when my mates were having a drink and whatnot.
0: Mm. Things
1: that people don't see and I, and I would never. Um, but that that's 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 how you get it's like like that in any life, whether it's rugby or business or whatever. You've got to put you've got to put the time and effort in.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so you're an established prop in today's game. Um, but I've got down that you originally started off as uh at standoff or loose forward. Uh, did you decide you wanted to move to prop or was it something that your coach at the time suggested?
1: No, someone asked me this other day. can't remember who it was. No, um I think I only played six because it was I think it was only me you could pass. Right. Or oh, sort I, I, I think my body type was never a six. Mm. Um I was just a big six. Um and then I, I progressed and I went to loose forward. Played at loose forward for quite a bit. Played a bit of that role for Lee, and then just whipped my way in, really. <laughs> yeah. Once you get, once you get to props, no going back.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. So you made your senior debut in around two thousand and five in the Super League X season. And although you suffered a huge eight to seventy four defeat by St Helens, uh, it must have been such an honour to represent your hometown uh, or that that area and um, and pull on pull on the jersey. Um, so what was the experience like making your debut and, you know, all that hard work paying off?
1: Oh, unbelievable. Uh, like I said, all that hard work, especially in Super League as well. And I got dragged in back end of that year from our under-18s mm. at league, what was then. Or, and they just said, we well, you're coming to him with first team, never thinking I'd get a game, get a run or anything. So, no, it, yeah. was, it was unbelievable. And I, I always remember first kick-off, Nick Fossard ran straight at me. I think he brought right. me at half-time. We were 40-odd. We were 40-odd. I think it was 44, 44, 40, something down. I can't remember the time. It was mm-hmm. a lot. It put me on at halftime. And I remember Nick Fozor, I just went straight out Me off-kick off and got up and I just had that like, thing flashing in my eyes. Yeah. But, yeah, welcome to Super League. But mm-hmm. no, I loved
0: it. No, I've never looked back since. Yeah, what a welcome that was! Um, so you won the Northern Rail Cup with Lee after keeping a stable spot, uh, in that side, which also saw you tour Australia with Great Britain under eighteen side, uh, in that in that same year. Um, at this point, you'd already won a trophy. You're representing your country. Surely, at this point, did you know you could make a make make a living out of rugby league and make it big time, uh, in Super League?
1: Yeah, I always wanted to. Um and I always strive to, but there was a lot of, a lot of good uh, young kids then. um When I made my debut for England at 18, uh, there was, a, well, there was only me and a, a lad called uh, Rob Draper, who was championship, so he was witness and I was Lee. Right. We were championship then. Um, so yeah, it was an honour to do that and also to get picked from a championship side, but, no, it, it it took a long time coming, and like I said, I love my time at Lee. Yeah, um, got it with real fond memories, and um, like I said, I wouldn't have been the player I am today without doing them them years at Lee.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so your time with Lee was truly one of a kind, like you said. Uh, you won cups at the club, uh, appeared in over a hundred games. You you even scored a hat trick as well, as well as being made captain. Uh, you're on the track to be uh, being a solidified Lee legend. But in 2011 or around that time, uh, you decided to join Warrington. Uh, what made you leave Lee and was it because you knew you were ready for Super League success?
1: Yeah, well, the coach at the time was uh, Basil, which is in Millwood. Right. Um, I think we played Warrington in pre-season game in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that year, uh, I, I didn't know much about it. There was a bit of talk. I know Jamie Ellis went and signed from us at Lee. He went to a Hull. There was a mm. bit of talk that someone was coming in for me, but I never... Never really thought of it, but it was actually Ian Millwood who'd it with Tony Smith. Right. Uh, I presume Smith had seen me when we were playing the friendly, but you can't really judge anyone on a friendly. Yeah. He must have tracked me through the, through the year. and No, it I actually signed mid-2011 mm-hmm. for, for Warrington and loan, they loaned me back to Lee just because I had the Northern Real final. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to finish off, off the season with, with Lee, but... No, it was actually in Millwood and I, I knew I knew then if I want to have gone Super League, I'd have probably probably got a well, what I say, a proper job, and, right, and put like just done rugby league as a hobby sort of thing, yeah, as as, yeah. as doing championship, our full time jobs and, and do part time rugby. So it's probably make or break that year for me because I was getting twenty that age, 23, 24. Yeah, where, yeah. I want to be playing Super League and if you're not, you're probably never going to be playing Super League. So, no, I got a bit of a lucky break and I think you make your own luck in, in this life.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so shortly after joining Warrington, you were selected to play in the 2012 Challenge Cup Final against Leed, uh, Leeds, which ended in a brilliant victory for the Wolves. Uh, what was it like walking out at Wembley, seeing all those Warrington faithful uh, and at the end of the day, bringing home the trophy for the Primrose and Blue supporters?
1: Oh, it was unbelievable. Um, I don't remember the first 20 minutes, though, because Kyla i knocked me out off kickoff. off Right. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit shaky first 20 minutes. Mm. Um, but, yeah, what a what an experience, like I said, coming from, coming from Lee and obviously playing in finals, but Northern Rail final, maybe having five or 6,000 at Bloomfield Road to... I can't, I can't remember what, what would it would have been, 70,000 Yeah, or, something like that, yeah. At, at Wembley and, and the new Wembley, that's all. That mm. no, was unbelievable um yeah and, and then we went on to make a grand final as well which was obviously we didn't get the result but what a, what a year and obviously made me England debut at the end of that so I think that's probably if you look at a, a bit in your career what's what's defining I think that probably year is probably the one 2012.
0: Yeah, it was a great year. Um, so you're involved in one of the best teams of Warrington's history, history deb- debatedly, uh, in that 2012 period. Uh, you were named as player of the season, uh, players player of the season, as well as winning the vice president's award. Uh, it must have been such an overwhelming night and and a season as a whole to get recognised for for your for your efforts and hard work. Um, it, like, what was it like winning the major accolades? You you probably say they're the two biggest awards that you won of the night.
1: Yeah, it's it's good, but I was I was probably still disappointed with, well, obviously we didn't know about it, but I'd have swap them for a a grand final ring any day. Yeah, um, it's it is nice. Um getting probably the most biggest reward at the end of that year was, a, was my was um, me England um call up. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's nice getting accolades like that. Um but I think yeah, like I said, I'd swap any of them for, for a grand final ring. Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, so that same season, like you said, uh, you got to experience the roar of Old Trafford uh, in the grand final. And although Warrington did lose that game, it must have been such an experience. Um, so Some some try to compare the Challenge Cup and grand final, but obviously they're two completely different events on two completely different nights, uh, as well as two completely
1: different atmospheres. How would you compare the two? Oh, someone's all, someone, Yeah, people ask you this all the time, and I'd say Challenge Cup's probably more of a party atmosphere. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of other teams' fans go every year, regardless who's there.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, people get buzzes from all over, all over the England to to go, and they go religiously every year. I think Grand Finals are a little bit more intense because you usually tend to just have the two teams' fans there, and they split yeah. them. Um, So I think it's a little bit more intense. I like both. I'd probably probably go grand final more than anything. I think it's a little bit more intense. Mm. Um, But yeah, I'd take either final.
0: All right. And the following season, Warrington played in the grand final again, I believe. uh, And unfortunately fell short once again. Uh, with winning the grand final, a slight curse, uh, so to say, on Warrington, what would you say causes the upset on the night? Is it the nerves or the fact that nothing can help you prepare for the grand final because it's such a unique experience? Like, what would you say is
1: tripping the wolves on the last hurdle? If I knew that, a big coach. Yeah. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. It's it, it's hard. Sometimes things just don't fall to you. I know when we were leading against Wigan, then we got three or four injuries, and then you end up with all the bench on at the same mm. time. We can't rotate. Things happen for a reason and um, sometimes, like I said, big stage, you need need the right decisions and you need to make the right calls at the right time and sometimes things just don't go that, that way and I couldn't put my finger on it else, like I said, I'd be, I'd be a coach.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um. So in twenty sixteen, you were given the captain's armband, uh, and what what a year it was for you and the club. The league leader shield came home for the for one of this. I think it was the second time in club history. Uh, you're named in the dream team that year, as well as leading the club to another Challenge Cup final and grant and uh, a grand final appearance. Uh, what was it like to write history with Warrington, especially as club captain?
1: Oh, well, it was unbelievable. Um, I say I've always said captain in Warrington is probably well, he's up there with one of the biggest achievements it's something yeah. I'd never thought I'd do um, as well as walking my son to a challenge cup final and a grand final so yeah. their memories have last a lifetime I know we didn't get the results in either of them so he would, he would never do it he would never be walking us out again because mm. I said we lost when he did it yeah. um, but their their memories off for a lifetime so yeah the result didn't go our way but yeah what a what a year that was yeah it was a
0: brilliant year uh, So after such a brilliant year you would have thought the success would have carried on into 2017 but it wasn't meant to be and the dismal displays of 2017 are some of warrant uh, are some Warrington fans may want to forget Warrington season was uh, to, below average uh after not making the Super 8s but what do you think didn't just click in 2017 when the Wolves finished on the, the bottom half of the table
1: I think there's a bit of everything. I think a few players, you only need a couple of players to clock off. And mm. um, I think maybe a few of the players just thought because we got to them last few years that it just comes naturally and it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to work at it. And if you're a couple of percent off every week, you're going to get burnt. It's as simple as that. So I think it just rolled into that. And um, I know it was coming the end of Smithy's time at the club. Mm. Uh, Um, So no, it it all rolled into one, like I said, it was a well below average uh, year, but sometimes you've got to go through them years to come out the other side. Mm.
0: That's that's definitely what I would say. Um, So the same season, like you said, was also uh, Tony Smith's last season in charge at the club, Um, and Steve Price was appointed for the following season. Having worked under coaches such as Tony Smith uh, and Steve Price, as well as your coach at Lee, what different attributes have you learnt from each each coach and how have you applied it to your game?
1: Well, different coaches do different things and they have different styles. I know Smith was a, a, a massive one for attacking. Yeah. He was a big attack, as you, as you could probably imagine, with the results uh, prior to 2017. He was a great attacking side, obviously. People like Breezy in that. Because mm. Breezy didn't want to, well, what didn't want to defend and couldn't defend, so yeah, you, know, you had to you had to use him in the right way, um, and he was an absolute masterclass. So mm. different styles, where prices, um, the the old Aussie way, the the, the tough ruggedness of, yeah. of, of defence, um, so it depends what what coach you have and, and then you adapt them to your um mm. your own game. Smithy like more the offloads and let's get people on the back back foot, and and I think. Pricey brings a bit more structure to us, right? Uh, which is good, um, and it's all about what players you have as well. Yeah, you, you players have to suit your system as well as your system, so you know what I mean. You, you've got to, you've got to, what what players we have, you've got to work with. Um, mm. I think this the way we do it under pricey with, with front and everything in our defense, I think it's, it's probably the best way. And like I said, the defense is your best form is attack, really. Yeah, um, and then our attack, and we always find that we. Do well with our day, our attack will flow because we, we've got some genius players with Osto and Gaz and Steph at fullback mm. and, and Daz, Daz in the middle. So we know our attack can come. Uh, we, we just focus a little bit more on our defence. Yeah, 100%.
0: Uh, we have some great players at Warrington. Uh, so Steve Price came in the following season uh, and things changed for Warrington. They are back to being big dogs in Super League, as you could say. Uh, Another grand final appearance in 2018 was started off by Josh Charnley, I believe. Uh, But it wasn't meant to be again. Uh, It must have been heartbreaking getting off on such a great start and unfortunately losing the final... uh, The final... um, The final... Sorry, my mind's gone blank. Uh, Losing uh, in the final steps. Uh, But how did Warrington learn from uh, their mistakes in order to be prepared for the next grand final appearance?
1: Yeah... Like you say, grand finals are the one-off games, mm. the, the, the small margins, and, and it's whoever takes opportunities the best on the night. You, yeah. you can't say one way or the other. You've you've just got to you've got to be on it for eighty minutes, and if you're not in a grand final, you're going to get burnt, and and that's what we did. We just weren't on it. We've not been on it consistently for an eighty-minute performance. Mm. Um, it's hard to say, but we, we've not. Um, else, we'd have had a grand final ring by now. Yeah, yeah, there's circumstances yeah. in that which, which we we, we can't determine. But um, I think you've just got to be on it for 80 minutes, uh, a solid 80 minutes, and you've got to take your chances. If you don't take your chances in your grand final, you're never gonna. You don't get many chances.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully the grand final ring is soon coming to Warrington. Uh, the same season in 2018, there was also a Challenge Cup defeat against Castellans. Uh I was at the game, and I just I was shocked on how prepared the Dragons were, considering they hadn't been. That high up and playing in such a competitive game in like a long time. Do you
1: think they surprised Warrington on the day? I, I think they did again. Whether the lads thought there was a bit a little bit, and they just had they had to turn up and we just had to win. You know what I mean? And you can't say yeah. that in the final, they had a free shot at us. Mm. If they got if they got beat by fifty, then everyone would have gone. Well, we expect that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like you said, one. And they, they they become heroes of France, you know what I mean? So they they had a bit of free, exactly like Polly was against Saints. No one gives a, no one gives a being a chance. Yeah, A yeah. beating Saints. Um, we all reversed it really and, and, and put all the pressure back on Saints and the press did, as they did yeah. with us when we played Catalan. So you can see the similarities and yeah. It, then once one thing starts going bad, a couple of things accumulate and it's just a, especially in finals, you can't grab that back, and yeah, Catalan were really good on that day, and played a brilliant game plan, but we were way off, and mm. same, you could say we're Saints, of Saints had the right to, to go and walk it, but again, did a few of their players just think they had to turn up, yeah. a few things go, and it just, it rolls, and it's a, it's a funny game, but no, we, we, we managed to turn it around, yeah, disappointing Catalan's, but that probably gave us a, bit, a little bit more hunger when we did went to went played Saints.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, so in 2019, another glory season for the Wolves. Uh, we're back at Wembley, but this time is slightly different. Uh, star player of the season, you could say Blake Austin was uh, injured. And obviously Kevin Brown, who was meant to be paired with Austin, was out pretty much all year that season, I think. Uh, there are a lot of changes in the team, and although Warrington did bring home the trophy against local rivals Saints, which was one of the best days of my life and a lot of other Warrington fans' lives, uh, what I'm interested in is how did Warrington prepare for the day knowing we didn't have the strongest squad available on
1: paper? We just thought, like I said before, we focused on ourselves. We let all the pressure and Saints to soak up the pressure and the limelight, and we just, we just, we just blanked everything out. Everyone wrote us off anywhere. Mm. Uh, I imagine quite a few Warrington fans in press and whatever the wrote us off beforehand uh, yeah. anyway which was good for us we had a free, we had a free oh no Osto no Kev they're going to get battered and that's all you were reading so it was mm. perfect for us we we, we we had a great we had a great lead up to it we had a, a couple of good results leading up to it um, and then I thought using deck played simple but effective rugby and yeah and that's exactly that's exactly what I won us game it was just simple no errors we let we let them make the errors and then they got a bit of anxiety anxiety about them being favorites and everyone yeah. wanting them win and then yeah it's a say it's, it's a funny game and we come out on top i think we learned a lot of lessons from the catalan one though
0: uh so 2020 was such a strange year uh no fans for the majority of the season uh i'm worried to went on that winning streak just after restart Uh, Was it strange having no fans showing you on and how did you adapt?
1: Yeah, it was. um, I think for the first few weeks, novelty had not really kicked in. Everyone everyone was back. It showed with the way we started and Mm. the street went on. Everyone was back and Mm. ready to go because they all trained hard throughout lockdown, which was tough as well. So on our own, but we was always ready to get back out there playing. And no, it's tough without fans. Fans are a massive part of of rugby league. Sport in general, um, it it was it was it was all right for the first few weeks, but going towards back end of the year, it just just didn't seem right that the fans weren't there. And, yeah, um, yeah, it, it was tough, um, and we're going to start this year exactly the same um, with the looks of it. So yeah. unless anything dramatic changes, but I can't see it. Um, but you just got to deal with it, um, and we will for the first hopefully only five six weeks.
0: Yeah, you just got to deal with it and adapt mate. So, onto your international career quickly. Uh to summarize it, uh as quickly as possible. Although you've achieved a lot with your country, you've played in two World Cups, uh a test series against New Zealand uh, as I well was playing for Great Britain. Uh what would you say is the standout moment of your international
1: career? Um I, like I said before, you I've probably pulling the the Great Britain jersey on. I know we didn't I know we didn't win her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to pull that jersey on, is special. Um, obviously up there we have had many, many great. The probably the two thousand seventeen World Cup. Uh, obviously we made the final and, and, and just lost, but the whole experience behind it with with Wayne Bennett and everything like that was was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, probably one of the best times of, of not just me playing career in my life. Um, being here on tour and that, the, the memories that you that you'll last forever. Um. so, yeah, I've got a lot of memories for international, a lot of good memories as well, and good people I've met and good coaches I've been under. And, uh, I think that, that as a whole, they all experience a bit of internationals, uh, an absolute pleasure.
0: Yeah, you've definitely had a, a lot to, a lot in your career that's happened. Uh, So this season, you've come to a decision to retire the captain's armband. Uh, How did you come to this decision? Uh, and was it to focus on your own game?
1: Yeah, a bit of both. I've got, I've got, I had another little one at the end of last year. So that takes me to five. Right. Um, so obviously it's a busy, I've got, I've got two businesses out of rugby league, mm. um, which I like concentrating on because I think it's it's good to take your mind somewhere else than it being rugby league constantly. Um, I'm a big believer in that. Um, and I've got a wife, what? Well never sees me hardly because we're in businesses and then you've yeah. got promo a lot of things behind the scenes what you don't what, what fans and that don't see. You do a lot of promos, a lot of interviews at unsociable times and you in Manchester and whatnot. Um and I've obviously got my testimonial this year. Yeah. Um which is a big thing, uh obviously with with what's happening at the minute, the Covid side of it. So I just thought it was time I've I've had my bit of doing it. Um uh, it's my last contract year. Um, yeah I want to sort of enjoy it and and roll with it and concentrate on myself rather than dealing with the the aspects of the 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 outer side as well yeah which i call it
0: yeah fair enough mate um so it's your testimonial this year like you said uh luckily i've managed to get some tickets although it is online uh you fully deserve the testimonial but there will be no fans at the ground uh, did you have the decision to wait until fans were allowed back uh, in the ground or did you just want to live the moment whether the fans were in or out of their HJ?
1: No, you stopped really with, because we only have one pre-season game anyway. I spoke with Price there, uh last mm-hmm. year and he was more than happy to play a league. I wanted to play a league because that's where i come through. Yeah. It means a lot to, to play a league. Uh, it's again, landed lucky that Lee are actually in super league because if they would not have been, we wouldn't be able to play them. Mm. Because I think we had a Challenge Cup round that weekend was scheduled to play them. Um, so yeah, it's landed a little bit lucky. Um, I'm grateful to Lee and Derek yeah. uh, for letting me play Lee and I know a lot of a lot of people behind the scenes at Lee. So mm-hmm. no, it'd be good. No, we're stuck with dates because it's a pre-season friendly. We want to the end of the day, it's, it's my testimonial, but it's our prep right. ready for ready for um, the season. So, if it wants to be my testimony, it'll be another pre-season game. We've got to get our prep right. That's bigger than my testimonial. Our preparation is bigger. Mm. Um, so, we always play the week before rolling into the season, as we have now. So, we'll play Thursday and we'll roll in. We didn't know what day it was for the cast game, which is now Sunday. So, we've got a bit of a turnaround, which is nice. Right. Yeah. Um, I know we'll we'll get the prep done as as normal, but like you said, did I I want fans? Obviously, hundred percent I did. And we've left it as late as we could, and we thought with a two-week pushback of the season, it might have grabbed us. I don't know, maybe five hundred or whatever to Mm. get people live, but weren't to be. We can watch it on Facebook and and an our league app, and that's that's the way of the world at the minute. Um, Yeah, I was disappointed when I first. Thought I'd have no fans at and there, but there's worse things going on in the world. I'm um, sure I can play a game of rugby. Yeah, fans yeah, F-
0: fair enough, mate. It's, it's going to be a great game, no matter whether there's fans in the stadium or watching at home. Uh, so, to finish off the podcast, as always, we'll do some quick fire questions. Uh, so, let's get started. Question one How do you like your steak? Medium well. All right. Question two What's your choice of drink on a night out? Uh, depends what part at night we're in. Early doors, Lager. All right. Uh, question three. Do you support an NRL
1: club? And if so, which team? Uh, Do I support one? Probably don't support one, but I, I follow South just for Wayne Bennett, really. Yeah. And obviously English boys, but again, Canberra. So I don't support any, but I-, I like watching Canberra and South more than any other anyway.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, question four. Who's the toughest player you've come up against?
1: Um, probably Big Gi, who's at our place.
0: Yeah, fair he's enough, the, mate. Uh, yeah, he's a brilliant player. Uh, question five: Uh, who works the hardest in the Wolves training camp?
1: Who works the hardest? I was a few, a few boys. Um, uh, Mike Cooper. Yeah. Matthew. A lot of the older heads, uh, but a lot of the younger lads have really stepped up this year. Um polyardist. Uh, oh, it's a tough one, that. There's a, there's a lot of I think Mike Coop Mike Cooper. Um, Coop's your filming's a, a really good one as well. Does all his little bits extras and everything.
0: Yeah, well it's good gl- it's I'm glad to hear that everyone's working hard in the training camp. And finally, Question six. Would you rather win a Rugby League World Cup and nothing else that year or the league leader's shield, the Challenge Cup and the Grand Final in the same season?
1: Ah, uh, Tough one, that. Mm. Um, um, yeah, it's a tough one, that. With, with it being me last year, mm. um, I played more towards treble with, with Warrington. Yeah, um, yeah, So you yeah. you want to end? You you go World Cup. You you got to go World Cup. Yeah.
0: Up. Yeah. They're but they're both amazing. Uh. Yeah. So before we finish up, is there anything you'd like to say to any young listeners? Uh, who might be trying to make it in the world of rugby league?
1: Uh, like I said before, when I said earlier, you have got to keep working at it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people ask me what is the things I can do, and that obviously we like watching people and watching young game or whatever. Um working on your game. You you get that when you go into into new systems where it's a wigging or wherever, but mm. there's there's no, there's nothing that replaces hard work. Nothing.
0: Yeah, wise words there, mate. So uh thanks for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait for the season to start as I'm sure you and the wire boys can't either. Uh I'm looking forward to your testimonial. It should be a uh uh once again thanks for joining us. Uh all the best and I wish you well with your businesses as well, mate well thanks again to our podcast partner recovery for sponsoring today's episode head over to recovery.com to check out their range of all natural products and remember to use the code drop goal in all capitals no space at checkout for 10 percent off your order here comes
1: the here comes here comes the y'all don't really worry like here
0: comes the here
1: comes the here comes the y'all don't really